0: Welcome to High Gluttony. I'm Gretchen. And I'm Becca. And we're two curious ladies who like to cook, smoke, learn, and enjoy a meal with friends. We invite you to join us every 10 days or so here at the High Gluttony Homestead and listen to us make a mess and have a lot of fun. <laughs> so step inside, gluttony ears. Gretchen, Becca, how are you? Hello. Cool? <laughs> Hi, hello. We're excited. Hi. I'm I good. So, how are you? <laughs> we're so excited for this recording. Earlier this week, we were just like, I can't wait to do this weekend. It's all fun, all the time. We are partying. So, so much fun. We're in the holiday spirit. It's the thick of December, and we are making cl- some classics gingerbread cookies and baked brie. Of course, we've got some spins on it and a few things we'll do a little bit differently, but it's going to be pretty easy, pretty fun. And that's what we're looking for right now. (laughs) Yes. 2022 has been a ringer of a year. We just wanted to do something light, fun, and exciting. We are in the mood for Prosecco because we talked about it in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. Having a little Prosecco again, like that party spirit, because these are our party foods. So cheers. we are holiday parties. Cheers! Yeah, clink, <laughs> clink. This is so much fun. Oh my God. We're so... <laughs> oh, yeah, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> well, so we're drinking some Prosecco. We are excited about what we're making. What are you smoking today to help set our little relaxation party mode into higher gear? I know this is a dangerous thing to do, but I'm still working on trying <laughs> joints. my my yeah joint. I'm doing a joint because I cannot be stopped. Ah. <laughs> Anytime you start with this is gonna be risky. This is gonna be dangerous. It's like automatic. Gretchen's using a joint. Yep. <laughs> It's my homegrown stuff, untested, new, harvest, and unknown exactly what I'm smoking because most of these buds that I have right now were from the earliest part of the harvest, which is just me clipping off stuff that's become like dying and being like, no, I have to save it, I have to save it. I might be smoking a total blend right now of things, but I've determined that it's likely that it's come from either what I'm calling plant number one, so something I grew from seeds I have. <laughs> And it does ba- smell vaguely reminiscent of the jelly bean. So it could be something that I grew mm. since all of my seeds have a little bit of jelly bean genetics in them, I think. <laughs> yeah. The clone that my friend Tamara made, brought for me this year, which was called Mac, which is something alien cookies. Pretty good stuff. I like it. Yeah. I've had, I like Mac. Yeah. Me too. So okay, far, so good. Is, the but, mystery blend is delicious so far. <laughs> So far. Tasty. I did mix some Frida in there. So we've got my high CBD just to make sure things stay light and breezy today. Hi, Sai Sai, We love your stuff still. Yeah. Talk about it all the time. Evangelizing <laughs> to other people. Always working on it. That's true. So we said earlier you were, you'd mixed in some Frida with your mystery blend joint and you have a backup Frida joint, which we called your Frida chaser. My Frida chaser, (laughs) just in case things get a little out of control. I'm taking it easy on this joint, but you know how I get sometimes it's unexpected and it creeps up. Gotta be ready. Ready, prepared. We are prepared today. Today's the day we're getting ahead of it. (laughs) Let's stop talking about my weed and let's talk about what you're smoking today. I am smoking some frozen Margie flower from Anthology. Fun name. It's mostly lemonine and then myrcene and linalool. Love that lemonine. Feeling relaxed. Yeah, my body's feeling chill. It's twenty three percent THC. That's a little bit low for me, and all of it's working together super well. So I am. I've been. I need to get some more CBD stuff. I've been kind of missing my cbd balancers lately but that's a whole different story i'm feeling great i'm super excited we've actually already mixed up the gingerbread cookie dough because it does have to sit in the refrigerator for an hour and so we got that mixed up we'll talk you through that a little bit more later one of the interesting ingredients to me that's gone in is molasses And you have some fun facts from On Food and Cooking about molasses, right? Yes, I do. What would the first thing you want to know about molasses be? What is it? (laughs) I guess that's that's a really good question to start with. You're right. (laughs) Uh, Molasses is a byproduct of sugar production. And for the most part, you're looking at a process where you're dissolving like trying to remove the sugar from the other parts of either sugarcane or beets. That's where most of our sugar in the U.S. comes from. And you do this by making a liquid with the pulp from whatever you're removing the sugars from and then centrifuging that down and allowing the crystals to start forming. And then you centrifuge off this liquid that still has some sugars in it, and then you actually add in a new batch of a sugar mash type thing, drain that off, and you repeat that three times. So you do that one more time. And then the molasses comes from those repeated cookdown process. So like it's boiling, it's being dehydrated all at the same time. And the molasses is that stuff that's removed from your white sugar. So that's why it's so goopy. It's been like Reduced. triple, not concentrated, but like mashed down and liquefied and mashed down and liquefied and mashed down and liquefied. And, <laughs> and, liquefied and it yeah, becomes from, so thick. Right. At least from my very basic understanding, I don't have a huge grasp on the the full process from just reading the few paragraphs from On Food and Cooking. So sure. this is very general information on this that I'm giving. That's yes. all. I That's all I'm yeah. going to understand I, I, anyway. But yes, it's that repeated boiling of that liquid that gets it to that dark stage. Most of the molasses you buy these days is a combination of liquids from the various stages with a little like fresh syrup, we'll call it, added back into it. It's not like 100% representative of that byproduct. It's a formulated molasses to be more consistent because that's nice for baking and other things. (laughs) yeah and just easier production i imagine (laughs) yeah it makes it easier those byproducts have been used ever since they started making white sugar those byproducts have been used by humans for a wide range of things these days it's added to animal feed so it is getting used it's a usable byproduct which is nice that it, it can be used for many things it's molasses right that makes brown sugar brown yeah, I was trying to get a better grasp on that as well, because that was my understanding. And yes, it's sort of true, but usually it's not quite like molasses, molasses that they're adding back in. It's like those, maybe some of the earlier stage syrups. So like not like the molasses that we necessarily are using today is what's going in there. But it's like an earlier version of it from what I was reading. That was sort of my general impression. Okay. So, like a thin down version a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the same, so, but not as we know it. Right. Yeah. It's not like they're literally taking the stuff that <laughs> we're buying in a bottle and adding that back into brown sugar. It's like an okay. earlier version. Sure. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. What was the other thing that surprised you that? It's used in tobacco curing, which shouldn't surprise me, but. Interesting. I know, right? <laughs> so it's a great Way to use up what's a byproduct of the getting to the white sugar that shows up at the grocery store. Yes. And then, even though it's used like in a lot of things, like brown sugar on its own, it has such a pungent, distinct flavor that I have only used it like two other times. (laughs) I don't use it very often. And just comparing it to like honey or syrup. More complexity. It's coming from a natural product. So it's kind of like wine in that way, where depending on what you're using, it's going to taste a little different. You know, honey is, yeah. So, I mean, it's totally different thing, but that part of the flavor profile comes from that repeated boiling process and the various things that are in that syrup that are being changed by that boiling process. And that's what lends the the various like flavors to it. There was a thing in here real quick, I'm gonna read about. All right, so this is from On Food and Cooking and this is the Molasses and Cooking section. Molasses in Cooking. The flavor of cane molasses is complex with woody and green notes, as well as sweet, caramel, buttery ones. Its complexity has made it a popular background flavor in many foods. Popcorn balls, gingerbread, licorice, barbecue sauces, and baked beans are examples. Cane molasses is usually but unpredictably acidic. Its pH varies between 5 and neutral 7, so it can sometimes react with the baking soda and produce leavening carbon dioxide in baked goods. Wow! Isn't that cool? I didn't know that until I was reading that last night. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Also, what a range of acidity. So I had not really ever thought about the fact that that would have a natural amount of acidity, but also I guess I would have never assumed that sugar cane could produce something with that high of an acidity, you know? Sure, in the first place, yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is the the final part of that section because it's short. Thanks to its invert sugars... It helps retain moisture in foods and a variety of components contribute to a general antioxidant capacity, which helps slow the development of off (laughs) flavors. That's it. A fairly educational paragraph there. Yeah. That's so interesting. It makes sense too why I wouldn't necessarily seek it out. Unless it's in a recipe, because maybe I haven't had a consistent flavor every time. Mm-hmm. It does seem to be, suggest that there's some variation between the different types. Plus, there are types out there that are mixed with corn syrups. Sure. You know, varying qualities of products as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cat- I wonder how much I'd notice it though. Here's some other interesting, non necessarily food related stuff, but I was found found this pretty interesting. So the word molasses comes from a late Latin word, miscellius, meaning like honey, so sort of like uh, referring to that viscosity. And the word that's used in the UK, which is treacle. What? I didn't know treacle was molasses. Like a treacle tart is molasses. I kind of knew, but I didn't really know. And explained a little bit by the fact that there are different levels of molasses. So I feel like treacle for me, when I visualize it, because they use more, they have like more like light corn, like light molasses and stuff like that. They have light treacle. We could get in, I could have a whole discussion about the various syrups that are available in Europe, (laughs) or at least in the UK, because I love them. I think the thing I was actually thinking of when I was, I always thought what treacle was, which I'm assuming is it's a type of molasses. I kind of assumed that was what it was, but it's always more of a golden color. That would be like one of the the earlier draws off of the boiling sugar ad. process. Yes, thank boiling you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was okay, visualized so. it as like a light colored substance more than like really actually it's the it is exactly the same as molasses. I was giving it credit for being slightly different treacle to me just seems like a light and pretty thing but <laughs> but it's molass it's like yeah. the molasses we use today kind of yeah yeah how funny that it's, it's just a different name but its name has really interesting roots as well treacle for the uk comes from the french triacle which i is it how i'm going to pronounce it because it's t-r-i-a-c-l-e which is rooted in the latin word Oh, and here we go, Thiracia, thiraca, maybe, which actually means antidote against poison. And they think this is partially because medieval pharmacists would use it as a base for their drugs. It was literally used as part of medicine for a long time. How interesting. Yeah. It's interesting, too, if that was used as a base for medicine, why people would associate medicine with, like, an interesting, sweet, bitter flavor. (laughs) What else should I know about molasses? I was just going to leave a final comment about the fact that we also make beet sugar in this country. And there is a molasses that comes from that, but I guess it is grosser, which I am not surprised by because... I don't know how I feel about concentrated beet flavor. Yeah. Beet can be tough. I like beets, but it still has to have the right application. Apparently animals will eat it, though, so they use it a lot in animal feed and other industries was the only other thing it said. (laughs) And quote other Other industries. industries. (laughs) Very cool. I did not realize how much sugarcane got used. Oh, yeah. Sugarcane's kind of all over the place. Yeah. Amazing. uh, Molasses, not honey, not syrup, totally its own thing. Pretty cool. A human byproduct, though. Like you wouldn't find it in nature. This is not an apocalypse food. Okay, (laughs) We can't make our gingerbread cookies. If we have no production from molasses, I gotcha. (laughs) You can make similar things, but it just, it's not going to be exactly the same. Sure. Well, so that's it about molasses then. Yeah, I think that's a good primer. We could dive way deeper into a bunch of shit, but that was, it was all very technical and I decided that it wouldn't really apply to what we gave a shit about. (laughs) That was perfect. That filled in a lot of holes for me. And now I feel very smart about molasses now. Great. Should we go make cookies? Perfect. Well, should we talk through ingredients? Oh, first? yeah, we should probably do that. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're right. We should probably tell them <laughs> what goes into our various things we're making today. I'll start with the gingerbread cookies since we've been talking primarily about that. The recipe comes from bhg.com, and these are Santa-sized gingerbread cookies. Mostly, I picked this recipe because it wasn't one that had like multiple, multiple steps of like rolling it out, refrigerating it, shaping it, rolling it out. There were all of these like, like gingerbread man cookie, I think, or like oh. those like shape ones were just like such a process. These are not construction cookies. Okay. These are, yeah, yeah, soft, chewy gingerbread flavor cookies. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it's two and a half cups of all purpose flour, two and a half teaspoons of ground ginger, two teaspoons of baking soda, three quarters of a teaspoon of ground cinnamon, one half teaspoon salt, one eighth teaspoon freshly grated nutmeg, a dash of ground cloves, three quarters of a cup or one and a half sticks of softened butter, one cup of packed brown sugar, one half cup of mild flavor molasses, one egg. We are going to make powdered sugar icing for those, and that's going to be one cup of powdered sugar, a quarter teaspoon vanilla, and one tablespoon of milk. And like we said, we have already mixed all of that up just because it does have to refrigerate, and Gretchen will talk about those steps in just a minute. But then for our baked brie, which we are also super excited about to eat as dinner, <laughs> we are using two sheets of frozen, well now thawed, puff pastry. Yes, we went store-bought this time, everybody. I did contemplate making my own, but I did not have time for that this week. I was like, I have two full boxes still from the last time we made pastry, puff, puff pastry and I. Like just in case it goes wrong, I'm gonna load up on the frozen stuff. So we're using frozen, very exciting for me. And then it's two tablespoons of honey, one third cup of dried cherries that need to be roughly chopped, one quarter cup of chopped pecans, one teaspoon of chopped fresh rosemary, and then one 16-ounce brie cheese round. This about six inches in diameter. I couldn't find a 16 ounce. I think mine's 13 and a half or 14 or something. And I was like, oh, that's fine. I actually didn't even pay. I had a hard enough time finding a brie to use for this. Like I found mm-hmm. wedges like of stuff yeah. to use. I could not find a round. I went to two stores. And then ended up with a very expensive, like, Marin farm cheese. Very, very expensive dinner for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good like, thing it is dinner. <laughs> it's dinner. I don't know if I should eat and, this much cheese, but it's dinner. Locked in now. And then one large egg beaten with one tablespoon of water. This is for the egg wash. Can I do water? Just water? Yeah. No. Nothing. No poo okay fine not not enough binding agent we understand the importance of binding binding agents because of my bunny treats that are not That's bound right. <laughs> it's not just for color on the top uh no this one in particular well i think it is yes it does help with the color because you're also using it inside to help seal the pastry the egg is important oh you do yeah i thought so oh yeah you do. you I got to mix up an egg then. Well, that's fine. I haven't mixed mine either. Okay, phew. And then an egg with a tablespoon of water beaten. Yes. Okay. So Gretchen, can you talk me through the gingerbread cookie steps? Our high level steps are first mix together your dry ingredients, your flour, spices, and baking soda. Mix your butter with brown sugar and molasses. We're going to beat that until it's lighter and fluffier, but it's still going to be pretty dark and not too fluffy. Then we mix that with an egg until it's all well combined. Slowly mix the dry ingredients into the butter and egg mixture. Refrigerate for an hour. Then roll it out, shape, and bake. Awesome. And so we're at already that refrigerate. We're almost one hour into that full refrigeration time period. We have done all that. So when we get in the kitchen, we're basically going to get that dough out of the fridge, roll it out, cut our cookie shapes, and then bake it. Well, no, because we're going to make our baked brie first. Since we're working with puff pastry and puff pastry needs to be cold, we want to put it back in the fridge for a little bit before we bake it. Talk me through the brie steps. So we're gonna start by rolling out our puff pastry and then cutting it into a circle that'll fit our brie cheese nicely. Lop the top off of our brie, set the brie on the pastry circle. So we've already mixed together our pecans, cherries, and rosemary to make a topping to go inside of this. Then we are going to drizzle some honey over the top of the brie, and then we'll add on that pecan, cherry, rosemary mixture top with another sheet of rolled out puff pastry, then brush with egg wash around the sides, seal it together. We're gonna make some little decorations for the top. And so we'll brush the top with the egg wash, lay our decorations on, and then put that all into the fridge for about, well, until we're done with the cookies, because we're gonna have to raise up our temperature on our oven. So we've actually turned our oven on to 325 degrees first, because that's what our cookies want. and then. After we're done baking our cookies, we'll increase the temperature on the oven and get our baked brie out, put it in the oven and bake for 20 minutes. (laughs) Perfect. I don't have my oven on, so I got to do that first thing when we get in the kitchen. Yep. You said 325, (laughs) right? Yes, 325 for the cookies. That's because we've got all that molasses. It's a dark colored cookie. So you want that like a little bit lower temperature oven. Just to make your life a little easier because if it's too hot, you're going to risk burning because there's a lot of sugar in there. And these are big cookies. Big cookies. Yes. So it's a a low and slow situation. I mean, not super low, but lower than most cookies. pretty low. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So let me get it right. So when we go into the kitchen, we're going to get our brie and our puff pastry out of the refrigerator Mm -hmm. and then roll out two sheets of puff pastry first. Correct. Okay. Should we go into the kitchen? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I sprinkled my surface here with a little bit of flour and then put my puff pastry down. Uh-huh. And I'm rolling rolling it out gently. I don't know. I should have got my cheese out. Yeah, I think that's enough rolling. So my cheese is called the California Original Marine French Cheese Company. And this is their triple cream brie rich and creamy yum that sounds so good right mine's just the like alouette time. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was looking for <laughs> are you using a pizza cutter to make your yeah. circle okay. yes my very poor circle <laughs> that's why it sounds like I'm wearing spurs over here and <laughs> goes to the okay corral I put my scraps back in the fridge so that they're easier to work with when we go to cut out our decorations later. And get my second sheet out. Getting it out? Hmm. This one's Ooh. like more frozen. Can you unroll it or is it really frozen? It's kind of really frozen compared to the other one. Uh oh. Why? Is it? Because it was more in the back. Is it folded? Yeah. How's it? What's it look like? Can you show it's it to mold. me? Yeah. Still in the box. It just feels really frozen. Are you using Darfur too? Yeah, uh-huh. Oh, nice. We're using the uh-huh. same kind. I used to work with this vendor at williams Sonoma. Oh, <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yes, very funny. I like it. I guess but- I'll just put it back in the fridge. No, no, get it out. Oh, get it out? Um, okay. Yeah, get it out of the box. And what I would do, this is going to sound really weird, but kind of just like run your hands over it like this. Oh, kind of like warm it a little? Just like to very gently warm it and then see how pliable it gets. Like as it starts Uh to get more pliable, like just Uh work on easing it apart. And then if it cracks at all, we'll just use that as your bottom piece. (laughs) Sure. And hopefully it'll it'll warm up pretty quickly, at least to the point where you can do what you need to do. Okay. What if I used the scraps as the top instead for now? I mean, I like guess we could. It. It's still so. What you would want to do is stack them, try and get as much of the flour out as possible out of in between. Stack them up together, and then roll them out really gently as well as you can. Would be the best way to do it. Okay. Well. Or okay. you could just patchwork really on the have top. Scrap. Oh yeah, actually. Like that. You could do that. So I'll take this off. Even the simplest things just somehow end up complicated with pastry <laughs> okay pastry is not for everyone. Let me tell no. you, yeah, then I would take a little bit of e- like egg, oh yeah, actually that that works, and maybe just make them in the middle, like overlap, like push them to press them together lightly, like try and get them to sort of hold together, yeah, and then yeah, use your other part for the top, look at that, and then you've made it with one sheet of Darforth extremely expensive pastry wow <laughs> okay so this will be the bottom yeah that'll be your bottom that looks great Yay! nice I'll have to make a well I'm going forward with my very expensive pastry so yeah go and then f- cut for the cheese are you going to cut off the smoother part or the more well do you have like a <laughs> ridge part from the wrapping like I do or no uh <laughs> yeah so let me, let me oh. this is this is the top And this is the bottom. So the smooth part is the top and the wrinkle part is the bottom. Yeah. So we cut the top off. Yeah, I think so. I'm almost wondering though if we do want to cut the bottom off because there's more real estate. Yeah, it's thicker. So I think let's do that. Let's do that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do that. I'm just going to repeat everything you say today. Well, but also we are, we're already like, "Ah, let's just do it this way. Oh, it's really good, brie. Holy shit! Oh, I hope so. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I got to make my egg wash. Okay, I got to do that too. So I'm brushing all around with my egg wash around my brie. All right. So at this point, you've got your brie. It's headless and it's in the middle of your <laughs> puff well, pastry actually one puff pastry circle. Yeah, it's assless if you really want to go that way. But uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Okay, I gotta get my egg out because I had to put them away with the hopes that I could just get away with water. But I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's not your fault. I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't create. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I needed a bigger container. Use a bigger container than you think, Becca. Don't make Uh-oh. the mistakes I've made. <laughs> For the egg? Yeah, it's all over my kitchen. <laughs> oh no. Okay, let me get a big bowl. Okay. <laughs> 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 like I just dropped a hole all over the floor. So Oh, no. Okay, one egg, huge bowl, one <laughs> tablespoon of water. <laughs> you have your assless brie in the middle of one circle of dough. Yep. And you're egg washing the edges around yep, it? All okay. around it. Okay. And then I'm going to put my top on. Okay. I still didn't see what how big my cheese was. Hold on a second. <laughs> oh i have an eight ounce brie okay oh. so this is actually for like a bigger wheel of cheese than this this is gonna be interesting i have so much puff pastry left over right now <laughs> <laughs> i don't have anything for decorations so oh <laughs> so we've got the the opposite problem here uh-huh. i have way too much you're only gonna have decorations <laughs> Kind of, yeah. Covered. Covered in decoration. Absolutely covered in decoration. <laughs> okay, I've egg washed my edges. And go ahead and put your top on. Okay. And then just kind of try and press it in so that it's formed around the cheese. I actually had to cut off my excess so that I could push it in a little bit better. Putting it on my sheet pan. I had to trim too. It was pretty big in some, some corners where I had folded up, you know. Mm. <laughs> oh, no, I have scraps. Oh. There you go. So you can make something. Yeah. And
1: well, then the,
0: did she do a little fork design? around the edges? Oh, I'd it have to. Matter. Look again. I don't know. Okay. Well, I mean, the, it it would theoretically, yes, help seal the edge, edges together even better. So, but I, I'm just kind of poking it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that works too. And then this goes into the refrigerator. yes and we can make our decorations and put them on after it's in the fridge cool okay so our puff pastry dough goes into the fridge then and we're going to get out our gingerbread cookie dough how big are these again oh one third cup portions you don't have to roll it out nope I just grabbed a third of a cup to measure that out good god these are huge they're giant santa cookies now it's stuck in the measuring cup. I'm going to weigh this to see how big it is. <laughs> third of a cup, it seems like a stupid way to do this. Like a little over two ounces or something. See. 2.6 ounces is what I've got over here. Okay. I measured out my 2.5 ounce balls. <laughs> how much of your dough was it? Like half your dough or? What do you mean? Like how you... much of your whole is left? Well, I've measured it all out. <laughs> oh, I see. Are you asking how many cookies did I get out of it? I yeah, guess. I didn't know you'd measured it all out. But I, um, I, how many I, cookies did you I get? I was then? measuring. Yeah. Yes, um, I got thirteen. Cool. <laughs> A baker's <laughs> dozen. How many, how many fit on your I baking think I'm on, sheet? Four. I'm gonna fit four. four. Okay because they're so huge. I feel like if I put any more than that on the sheet tray, they'll just turn into one big cookie. <laughs> <laughs> one big flat cookie. <laughs> the instructions say that they're supposed to be four inches apart, and that's a lot of real estate. Mm-hmm. And four inches from the edges or just each other? Just each other. Okay. You'll we'll have flat edges if they get all the way to the edge, but I'm hoping with as much space around them as I've got it'll be fine. And since I only got one sheet tray out to be ready for cookies, I'm going to put the rest of my dough back in the fridge. Perfect. (laughs) Make them later. How long can they sit in the fridge for? I would say a couple days at least. Cool. And if you put them in the freezer, maybe a month. Wow. I like the consistency. Yeah, I think think they're going to be good. I clean off my silpat to make my decorations for the brie. How's the spacing on my oh that looks good? Yeah. Probably a little bit better because you're staggered, but Okay. Then did just squish them down. Yep. I flattened them out a little bit. Well I guess that's kind of a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And these bake for fifteen to eighteen minutes. Yes. Okay. Did you are yours in? No, I was waiting for you. Okay, I'm ready. (gasps) Okay. Okay, here we go. Okay, and you're making your we're making leaf-shaped things. for, for really the, any basically. shape, yeah. Any shape. My scraps got a little bit of the egg wash on them. Is that okay? Yep, that's fine. Although she had, like, a, making us, a, having us make a ball of the dough to put in the top of the thing, and I was like, why would I do that? I feel like that ball would take forever to cook. Yeah, and I, and then you just have a big dough ball at the top. Like a, yeah, a of dough at the top. So I don't think I'm going to do that in particular, mm-hmm. but yeah, the shapes are entirely up to you. You could just do like little stars or circles, circles. Yeah. I was like <laughs> triangles, <laughs> other things that are <laughs> shapes like things. What are shapes? <laughs> if you did end up doing like a smaller, like less inches in diameter, but taller piece of cheese, you could make it look like a pumpkin too oh fun Mm -hmm. if you were doing it for other earlier in the fall holidays I guess would be the way sure making like little vines to go on mine that's fun I'm just kind of making spirals sweet I like it I don't know what else to do I tried to make a shape or or a leaf and that was (laughs) you're like no 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 what else can I do twist it Okay, so our cookies are in the oven, and we are going to take out our refrigerated brie and pastry. When do we put the toppings in? (gasps) Oh my god! (laughs) This is easy. We can separate it from the bottom. Yep, that's what I'm hoping. Oh no, I don't know. Okay, let's see. Mine's kind of working. Okay. It's working, it's working. Only because this is cold is this working? If this was warm, this would not work. oh my god i I mashed all my sides together, okay. uh okay. option two, okay, I think I can get like at least half up. okay well, I hopefully this is not way more honey than they wanted on top of there. Two tablespoons, yeah sure, two okay. tablespoons, uh-huh. yeah, sounds good. Oh my God, I just oh. saw it was like, oh no. Oh no, that's not, that. how do we, we do it that's now? That's not supposed to be there! Yeah. Woo, woo, woo. Oh my god, how satisfying right. trying to get this up. Now I, well now I'm glad we didn't uh, fork around the edges, but I'm thinking we might want to now, so. Yeah, we might have to. I do have like a pie wheel, so I might use that. Well, I think that was one of our bigger mistakes that we've ever made, but. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> At least we didn't get to the, like, after we baked it. All the it, way? We, like, yeah. Commensary ceiling? Oh, one minute on the Oh. That's... <laughs> cookies. Oh, oh, boy. Oh, they big. Oh, they're big? Oh, they're big. <laughs> Baking cookies until the end of time over here, though, like, with all those cookies <laughs> I got. Let's see if they're done. I think they're done. Let's see how mine are. I mean, they look pretty done. Actually, I might need another minute. Well, um, how soft in the middle are they supposed to be? I don't know. Mine are do not pretty over. S- do not overbake, it says. Push in a little bit, but they're not squishy. This okay. one's a little squishy. Yeah, yours look pretty puffy in the middle. So you might want to give them another minute or two. And then it does say cool on a cookie sheet for 10 minutes. Mine's going back in then. Oh, on a cookie sheet, not for 10 minutes. Okay, that's easy. A different cookie sheet? No, the same one, I believe. Okay, good. You're looking for some carryover cooking in that case is what I'm gathering. Okay. All right, so I'm going to switch over to my, or raise the heat on my oven now, even though I've only done four cookies, but we'll come back okay. to the cookies later. So you're going to go to 425 in preparation for the brie? Yes. Should we put our brie back in the refrigerator now that it has the toppings? to Yeah, a just, more? just until the, till the, the thing goes off. Okay. Okay, getting my cookies out. I do not want to overbake, but they're not puffy anymore. They kind of cracked they drooped. a little in the middle. Yeah. Okay. And then I will match now going up to 425 on my oven too. Okay. Oh, my oven just got to 425. Okay, me too. Let's go with brie. Okay, brie's in. And now let's make our icing, right? So the icing is supposed to be one cup of powdered sugar, one tablespoon plus some extra of milk, and a quarter teaspoon of vanilla. You put in your powdered sugar, add your vanilla and one tablespoon of milk, and then just add a little bit of milk at a time until you get a spreadable consistency. That sounds easy enough. Yeah, I think so. So, I'm trying just to make a very small amount. And so, I'm going to like literally put a splash of milk in there. The tiniest splash. I mean, I'm pouring from the jug. So, you know, I'm making my life really easy. <laughs> Perfect. My cookies are just cold to the touch. Okay. Your icing's mixed. My icing is mixed and I am drizzling it on, or, well, kind of spreading it onto my cookie here. <laughs> It is a more spreadable consistency not a drizzling consistency one gloriously iced cookie time to taste time to taste okay
1: might have my oh, icing no. s-
0: slightly thin but oh well mm. oh oh my god i love the texture there's like the tiniest crunch on the uh-huh. hot side but it's yeah. so soft yeah it's really good wow that's amazing. I feel like it's making me chew slow and savor it because it's like such a delicate crunch. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss that initial blush of crunch. Oh my God. The a good flavor. I can yeah. taste everything, but nothing's standing out competitively. Mm-mm. Mm. Mm. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> What's the time left on the brie? Seven minutes. Oh, mine's puffing up beautifully. Like a little snow globe Mm -hmm. oh I didn't get it sealed (gasps) you got a hole you got a gape I got a gape oh no I have a whole bunch of cheese that has just come out one side oh no get back in cheese no funny thing is is I left the little like scraps around the sides that I cut off like to make it more round and mm-hmm. so one of them is just, like, providing a barrier right up. A, like, it's not, like, touching the other thing. <laughs> there's a barrier of pastry <laughs> that's, like, holding the cheese into one area on the sheet pan. <laughs> so it's actually not terrible because there's just, like, a puddle of cheese on one side of my brie. <laughs> one side's beautiful. The other side has just leaked all kinds of cheese. I can't tell if the back side has leaked anything. I see a little bit of, like, oil or cheese on the left that's like bubbling yeah, on the that's where mine is too on the left on the left why the left side I love this cookie I know the cookie is so good mm. like I've never been a huge fan of ginger cookies and now I'm like I think I'm a fan of ginger cookies same I don't like the hard ones I don't. I think we've talked about this before I don't really like hard cookies and I feel like they they were always hard yeah, especially if people are making, like, gingerbread men. Mm-hmm. It's two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. That sounds good. One minute left. It'll still cook a little, right? Yeah, it will still carry over a little bit. Because minus, like, the, the side that I was thinking wasn't toasting as much has gotten a little toasty on that edge. So... Okay. Yeah. Turning it around so- was a good idea. Okay. So are you pretty toasty all around with just some pockets of doughy or what does it look like for you mine yeah it looks pretty toasty all around my the side that's on the left now is the side that's sealed and so uh-huh. it just looks kind of light on the one side it does look a little doughy i might give it another like two minutes okay yeah i have a few thicker sections i right. sure it's cooked 220 is what I'm aiming for here on time. I'm not going to reset the timer because it feels like it'll take me half, you know, 30 seconds to set the timer itself. Yeah. So. Oh, it smells so good, though. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Mine's a mess, mm-hmm. but it's cute. I don't know how much cheese is actually going to be inside mine by the time it's done. That's so sad. <laughs> and you used two sheets. Yeah, but I didn't really get it. I must have not pressed as hard on that side. I must have pressed on the other side a lot harder sure. to get it to stick together. Mm-hmm. Two nineteen. So then it still has to cool for forty five minutes. I want to taste it, but I have to remind myself this is not even. Yeah, we're not even close to tasting it. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to time travel a little bit. We will be in the future for the final tasting. Oh my gosh, we've been waiting. Not patiently at all to eat this. No, I've definitely tasted a little bit. I I broke (laughs) off some of my Levy pastry (laughs) there and Uh ate it with the the stuff that it oozed out. Yours definitely looks a lot prettier than mine. Mine is very flat and sad. Um, It did stay intact. And I had all that extra doubled up folding on the side. So it was like a real thick wall. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I could have baked mine longer. The bottom mm-hmm. is not. I have a bit of a soggy bottom. Oh, no. Tap, tap, tap. Mm-hmm. Not so good. Flavor-wise, delicious. And mm-hmm. I did end up baking mine for probably another at least eight minutes. Mine needed to stay intact and could have gone a little bit further. So uh-huh. I say I failed, but yours looks amazingly successful. It did stay together. And that's half the battle. Half the battle. Mm, that's really good though. Mm-hmm. This is a fun thing to make kind of in the morning and then have to munch on throughout the day on like yeah. a holiday day. I can see that because I don't feel like I can eat that much at a time. I've had my fill. It's rich. <laughs> yeah. A couple bites and I'm like, well, I'm going to come back to that. You know, where's my, where's my drink? <laughs> but super tasty, pretty easy at the end of the day, especially if you remember all the steps. And start off with the right amount of ingredients. That can always help. It does help. (laughs) Really does. Gingerbread cookies, though. Smashing. Smashing. Just everything I wanted it to be, but didn't know I wanted it to be. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is what gingerbread cookies are supposed to be like. This is why people like them. Oh. Well, I'm glad we figured it out. I don't know if you said this on air, but it makes your house smell so good too it's such a fun thing to make in batches exactly put them in the freezer bake them a few at a time fresh cookies and they're big yeah Yeah. it's like one cookie is definitely enough for like a very nice yeah a couple (laughs) hours yeah (laughs) it's like two people but I was like not really for two people (laughs) (laughs) well I loved it this was such a fun one and I learned all about molasses no further questions yeah (laughs) oh like and subscribe follow us on Facebook Instagram tell your friends please and thank you yeah they're locked in with you over the holiday season make them listen yeah (laughs) put this on for your in your holiday mix we are here for the holidays think of us we're probably drunk and high yep (laughs) Yep. and high yeah good bad yep Okay, off we go. Off we go. Who knows? Off we go.